Hello and welcome back to the Yikes podcast, the podcast about all the things that can make us feel overwhelmed, make us want to go yikes and run away from them. But instead, we say that we need to lean into the yikes of it all um, and transform that energy into action together. So this podcast talks about topics like climate justice and liberation and activism. And we're really excited to introduce to you a new mini series that we're doing alongside our main series. So alongside um, episodes with me and Joe, or with me and Joe and a guest, um, we are also going to be having a series called On the Front Lines. So this series will be happening um, every other week. So you'll have an episode with me and Joe, and then you'll have an, an On the Front Lines episode. And the On The Front Lights episodes will basically be allowing a community or a group to tell their stories of their fight on the front lines of climate change, the impacts that they're feeling on the front lines of the climate justice movement and how their community are resisting um, and challenging and how we can learn from those communities, be inspired by them, but also how we can, um, with awareness of the fights that are going on all over the world, how we can also support them and actually really be an act of solidarity. So today we're really excited that the episode, um, the first episode of On the Front Lines um, is from Marina from Pueblos Unidos and the Caravan um, Por Agua y la Vida, um, which is the Caravan for Water and Life and Peoples United. Um, Marina is speaking to us about um, the community that she is organising with um, that are fighting for land rights and indigenous rights in Mexico. Marina will speak more on all of this. Um, so we hope that you really, really enjoy this episode and that you will listen intently because there's a lot of stuff that we can learn um, from Marina and the community that she's organising with. Blessings. Um, my name is Marina. Um, I'm 21 years old. I'm currently on um, a caravan in defense of water and life, united peoples against capitalist dispossession that is taking place right now in Mexico. Um, I'm Mexican, I'm well, British Mexican, um, and I've been participating um, along the the whole of this 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 caravan. Today is the last day. Um, Today is the 24th of, of April and marks 34 days of this caravan. So this caravan basically started on the 22nd of March, which was World Water Day, um, where we united as, as communities, as, as peoples that have been resisting um, in the central region of Mexico. Um, we We met at what previously was or what still is the Alte Palmecali, which means the house of the people, a space that was taken over um, on the, um, uh, you know, recuperated on the 8th of August um, when communities took over what once was a water bottling plant that was extracting millions of litres of water daily, um, leaving, you know, 20 communities in the region dry. Um you know, their wells dry and, and, and causing death, you know, in, in the region. And so we, as communities from across this central region of Mexico, united there at the Alta Belmicali, which, which 
on the February 15th, while there was a massive, you know, police operative to, to you know, to kick out um, and violently, you know, displace those that had taken over the factory um, to, you know, let the company come back. Um, they haven't actually started sucking out water yet, so it seems to be the communities, you know, it's been like several months that he has not actually extracted one drop of water. So that's already a sign of, of strength, you know. And well, from the time that it started, it has basically, we've basically um, been traveling from community to community every day. We've visited at least one different community, sometimes two um, in a day. For these 34 days, we've traveled to nine different states um, to... And what we've seen along this trajectory is we have seen how, you know, the strength of communities, you know, we have seen the destruction um, and the devastation which capitalism enforces and, and implements in our communities. We have seen mining projects that have broken apart our mountains. We've seen the exploitation of water by massive um, companies. We've seen gentrification in a way that, you know, these these makeshift, these housing projects are, are being, you know, are covering these, these mountains and engulfing the mountains. We've seen contamination of, of rivers, of waters, of lands. We've seen massive um, rubbish dump sites um, that have no filters, that have all this COVID equipment, blood, syringes, um, making a mountain of just rubbish. We've, which, with also, you know, um, not only COVID equipment, but, but also, you know, genes and, and everything um, that comes with it. We've seen, you know, dispossession of communities, mega projects and how they've displaced um, communities, how they have destroyed the land. We've also seen, you know, how the state works to to keep its power, how it has assassinated our, our compañeros and compañeras, our siblings um, like Betty Cariño, um, and like some Samir Flores Soberanos, we've seen the criminalization that it has done, uh, where it has, you know, um, and fought for the freeing of, of political prisoners, Fidencio Aldama, Freddy Garcia, and the, and the seven, um, political prisoners from El Osochitlan, the Flores Magón in Oaxaca. Um, we've also seen how you know, there have been disappearances, like the disappearance of Sergio Rivera Hernandez, um, that has been, you know, covered up by the state, um, and how all of those who defend life, who defend land, who defend waters, and who fight to build autonomy are, are being, you know, completely criminalized at the moment. We've also seen, you know, how it is that the, how is it, you know, paramilitary groups and, and organized crime groups have been used to break down community organizing and have been used to, um, to create fear, you know, in communities and, and to, to displace them. We saw that in Guerrero, for example, where an organization called the Sipoch Ezeta, um, has been basically encapsulated, has been surrounded, um, by and and 
broke basically paramilitary groups, um, Los Arrillos and, and organized crime groups have come into communities, tortured, disappeared, assassinated, raped, murdered, um, women, children to scare people off in these communities instead of being scared off. They have decided to defend themselves. They have decided to stay there and to build their autonomy um, and to keep fighting for life and, and to save their lands. And what we've seen is the fact that, you know, these these paramilitary groups that come and create um, disorder, you know, in, chaos in communities and violence in communities do not act in an isolated way. A lot of the times these communities where the paramilitary groups are or where organized crime is, is where there's most concessions for, for example, mining projects, which is what we've seen, you know, here today in Morelos um, and also there in Guerrero. Um, We've seen, you know, loads of illegal concessions. We've seen, you know, undignified working conditions, housing conditions, corruption, privatization of education, privatization of water, and, and of course, feminicides and human trafficking, um, which is seen across the country. But faced with all this destruction and devastation, what we have really seen, um, on this trip has been the fight for life, you know, the dignity of our communities, the strength of our communities, the power of our people that faced with so much destruction have decided not to give up, not to leave, not to put their heads down and be afraid, but to stand up. We have a saying here that says we'd rather stand on our feet, you know, fighting for life than than living on our knees knowing we're being killed you know um and maybe we'll risk you know death maybe we risk criminalization maybe we risk disappearance in this fight for life but ultimately it, it's the only way forward and and we've seen the strength of that organization the way in which communities have decided to build their own autonomy how they have kicked out political parties from their territories and said no you cause the divisions in our communities you cause violence in our communities you privatize our water you hand our water over to corporations you do not represent us we will represent ourselves we have seen how they've started to build their own um you know um indigenous government um that and we've also seen the law of the people and how that's been used by communities to take back what is rightfully theirs in the case of Bonafont, we have seen um which in puebla we've seen how communities organize themselves to, to take back um take back this this water bottling plant um the same in in santiago mesquititlan um in queretaro they, the communities took back their well in Tehuacan. They closed off the entrance to this massive rubbish dump site to stop it increasing. Um, and we've also seen how, like, for example, the Otomi community in, in Mexico City has taken over the National, Indi uh, the National Institute for Indigenous People, um, after its, its betrayal of their communities. Throughout this, um, this, this long journey, um, we've been unifying ourselves. We've been listening to each other. We've been working together and starting to collectively respond this question of what's next. No, um, the, the question of what next that our Zapatista siblings and siblings from the National Indigenous Congress have posed to us. No. And so as, as 
collectives as people that struggle um and alongside you know indigenous communities and other solidar groups in solidarity we have started to to start thinking about um this one next and materializing it through these these ties of solidarity um by breaking you know through these these borders um these state borders that have divided our communities but rather has seen how you know our conditions are the same no matter where we are um no matter in what territory we are we know that this is all part of capitalism and we know that we are dignified in our struggle and that we will carry on no matter what because if we do not you know it is not it is a project of ecocide and genocide for our communities um and what we've began to see is that this future that we are fighting for this 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 reality and this life that we are fighting for you know because life right now is at stake our lands right now are at stake our lands that our grandfathers and grandmothers liberated in the Mexican revolution are at stake you know um what we have seen is that this this fight will not be won in international conferences it will not be won by ngos it will not be won through through digital um activist platforms it will be won through community organizing from below it will be found that struggle will be won that win will be found in the communities that are fighting to build autonomy and that are fighting to build self determination and life and and we see that 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 is there is a struggle that needs multiple forces no it understands that we are all living different contexts but that our contexts are all rooted in the same dispossession that our contexts are rooted in the same violence and that united we are stronger and we also realize that this struggle has to be anti-patriarchal and anti-capitalist and anti-imperialist of course and how you know these ties of solidarity cannot only be words um but have to be action oriented have to be you know um mobilizing in different fronts and we have to be coordinated and harmonized you know this is no longer can just be talk of solidarity but it needs to be active collaboration um and that's that's what our communities are doing right now in Quintepec it is what is being done in this assembly that is basically um unifying all of the Nahuatl communities um against mining this assembly is is creating laws that these communities will follow it is saying that that you know um that these territories are sacred and and mining is prohibited in these territories under the law of the people and so is the the construction of mega projects um and infrastructure that will be used to destroy our territories putting these stuff into practice knowing that are that we are really unified knowing that if they touch one they touch all is something that gives us strength is something that stops them disappearing us stops them criminalizing us and stops them assassinating us we can't only move in a reactionary way but we have to move beforehand and that's what this caravan has been doing because meeting people face to face feeling the power that that each of our communities have seeing the organization that is being done seeing the devastation that they are confronting and that they are still resisting against you know seeing even you know the state of war that some of these communities are in 
but that they are not backing down is a level of strength that cannot be communicated. It is a level of, of beauty and power and humility that cannot be communicated, but it's something that, that we have felt in our hearts, we have felt in our bodies, and now we are sure that we, we are going to walk together step by step and slowly build something, slowly build something concrete, build this autonomy, not only speak about autonomy, but really see it in a tangible sense, see it is that how it is that we can take back lands, see how it is that we can keep building, you know, strength and, and taking care of our own communities when the government doesn't. This struggle is a struggle that comes from below. It's a struggle that comes um, comes from, and it's an international struggle. We know that it's not an isolated struggle. And with this caravan, we've seen more than ever that a lot of these companies are coming from Canada, are coming from France, are coming from Europe, are coming from the United States. And that, you know, those companies, they have names, they have, you know, people behind them um, and they also have offices in in those imperial spaces and so this harmonizing needs to start now and and we know that this is a struggle that that is not only being lived in in Mexico but across Latin America across Africa across Asia and across the Middle East and we know that because people on this caravan have come from Guatemala and they have told us that they live the same so the struggle continues and thank you so much for listening that was super super powerful thank you so much marina for sharing all of that with us um and i hope that everyone listening has been as moved as i was um by that conversation and that we'll be thinking more about the importance of building strong communities the importance of people power the importance of solidarity being an active thing as well and um on that note if you'd like to um hear more from marina um she writes for shadow mag so at shadow.mag on instagram and you can find their articles and um, she's written articles about polos and needles before so you can find out more there and if you would like to support um the groups that marina talked about um on facebook you can like la flor peri odico um, and amplify the posts that they're doing there and support their work there as well and make sure that we're being active in our solidarity um thank you so much for listening to our first on the Frontlines episode please do let us know what you think about this um, new mini series we're trying to find a way to meaningfully platform um the voices and the experiences of people on the front lines of climate change um so if you have any ideas or any groups that you think would be great to um platform then please do let us know um and you can let us know at the yikespod at gmail.com or on dms on instagram or twitter instagram is at the yikes podcast and twitter is at the yikes pod and you can follow both if you enjoy the podcast a big thank you so much to our patreons for making this happen and um, this podcast would not be possible without the support of all of you so thank you so so much if you are not already a supporter of patreon you can find the patreon um, at patreon.com slash the yikes podcast um, and that's a way that you can help support and make this work happen um if you want to support in another way um you can also support us by giving us a five star rating on spotify or on apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening to this it can help the podcast reach more people and it boosts it further so please if you can take a minute out of your day to do that it'd be really really great um thank you so much to finley moet for doing all the sound magic on this podcast episode thank you to marina for sharing her story 
Um, thank you to you for listening. Um, I have been Michaela Loach um, and you can find me on Instagram at Michaela Loach and on Twitter at Michaela Loach as well. Um, and we'll be back the week after next with another episode and it'll be about unions. So it'll be about building people power and it'll be back to me and Joe um, and interviewing a brilliant guest. So look forward to that one and we'll see you soon. Bye. Hi everyone, um, we're going to talk to you a bit about Patreon, which is how this podcast is financially supported. Yeah, so we are a community-funded project, um, and basically Patreon is a website where um, people can support creators that produce content like this podcast, um, which is freely accessible, but if you do want to support this project um, because you've learned something from it, or yeah, just because you kind of like... I guess, want to uh, invest in it and that we can pay our guests, we can pay for artwork and music and all of these things, um, then, yeah, you can use Patreon where basically we have an account um, and the tiers, there's different tiers and you can start from £3 a month and, yeah, we produce uh, extra content on there uh, in the weeks that we don't release an episode and in the weeks that we do upload something you get the content earlier four days earlier and without ads and any breaks so you can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash the yikes podcast there's lots of other stuff on there um, you get an early episode you get to support this work because we don't do many or if not any ads normally um in other ways so the way this work is able to happen is because of patreon um so your support genuinely means the world to all our patrons who have already supported us so far in the past or currently thank you so much because this podcast wouldn't genuinely be possible without you guys um and we're really really grateful for all of your support so if you can please do head over to patreon.com slash the podcast and support us on patreon